I just want to jump in really quickly to ask a very important favour. We know that most of you who listen to No Bullshit Leadership haven't yet hit the subscribe or follow button on your favourite podcast player. This is how the podcast grows. And even though we've already got a pretty decent global following, we're only scratching the surface of what's possible. We started this podcast over five years ago with the lofty ambition of improving the quality of leaders globally. So if you've got any benefit at all from listening to the podcast, I'd ask you to just take a moment, literally a moment, to hit the subscribe or follow button on your favourite player. The world needs more no-bullshit leaders, and you can help us to make that happen. Back to the episode. Are you selling a little or a lot? Either way, Shopify helps you do your thing. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. It helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. In fact, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And now you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Most of the business owners who listen to No Bullshit Leadership want to go large. What's so cool about Shopify is that no matter how big you want to grow, it gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash leadership, or lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash leadership now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash leadership. Hey leaders, M here. We're finalizing Marty's 2024 speaking calendar and he still has a few opportunities available. Now you've experienced the impact that Marty has on the podcast, but that's only a tiny fraction of the impact that he has when he delivers an in-person keynote presentation. If you'd like to book Marty to speak at your organization's event, go to martingmore.com or send us an email at hello at martingmore.com and we can chat about how to tailor his powerful message to your leaders to achieve real results. All right, now back to the episode. Welcome to the No Bullshit Leadership Podcast. In a world where knowledge has become a commodity, this podcast is designed to give you something more, access to the experience of a successful CEO who has already walked the path. So join your host, Martin Moore, who will unlock and bring to life your own leadership experiences and accelerate your journey to leadership excellence. Hey there, and welcome to episode 155 of the No Bullshit Leadership Podcast. This week's episode, Lessons from Tokyo, What the Olympics Taught Us. Earlier this month, the Tokyo Olympics provided a welcome distraction from some of the other pressing global issues that have dominated our attention for what seems like an eternity. I managed to catch a few events and read some of the commentary that appeared in the news feeds, and I couldn't help but see the stark leadership lessons that came from watching athletes from all over the world striving to make their long-term vision a reality. These opportunities come around only rarely, so being on your game on the day is all important. For these athletes and coaches, it's a much less forgiving environment than most of us operate in. Now, today's actually really simple. I'm just going to give you the seven leadership lessons 
that I took out of my limited viewing of the Olympic spectacle. So let's get into it. All right, let's get on to my top leadership lessons from the Tokyo Olympics. Lesson number one, when you're outgunned, be bold. American Courtney Frerich's incredibly brave front running in the women's 3,000 metre steeplechase to win the silver medal demonstrated how to overachieve against fearsome competition. This event has been dominated by the African women forever. It's an incredibly tough event where large hurdles and a water jump have to be cleared on each lap. The winner generally completes the race in around nine minutes, which is three minutes per kilometre, or just over four minutes 45 per mile. Now, if you're not automatically impressed, throw your shorts and runners on and try running that pace for just 100 metres or 200 metres. You'll realise really quickly how fast that is on the flat, let alone having to jump over obstacles on the way through. So tactically, Ferricks realised that she would be no match for the Africans in the last few hundred metres, as they would all out-sprint her. If she was to have any chance at all, she'd have to take the race to them. So about halfway through, she stepped on the gas and went to the lead. A lap later, she had stretched out the lead pack and dropped off some of the top athletes in the world as they struggled to keep her pace. In the end, it came down to Frerichs and the eventual winner, Peruth Chemitai from Uganda. Frerichs had given everything and narrowly crossed the line ahead of a fast closing field, but her boldness secured a result that was way beyond the expectations that anyone held for her. So what leadership lesson can we take away? Boldness, amidst great uncertainty, can create competitive advantage. If you make the running instead of following the leader, you're less likely to miss out on the opportunities that can potentially create the most value. Lesson number two, know when you aren't on your game. Simone Biles is one of the greatest female gymnasts of all time. She withdrew from competition in Tokyo because she felt as though she wasn't mentally on her game and didn't have the right frame of mind to compete. This is a lesson for all of us. Regardless of the expectations of those around you, it's critical to listen to your inner voice and have the self-awareness to know when you need to push the chair back from the table and take 10 deep breaths. This must have been incredibly difficult. Biles admitting that she wasn't able to live up to the expectations of a nation, which were so high that even a silver medal would have felt strangely disappointing. This would have taken real courage to face, and in the context of business, many executives resist this doggedly. Now, I'm going to cheat here and give you two leadership takeaways. The first is, know yourself. Self-awareness is one of the most valuable commodities for a leader. Without a strong level of self-awareness, the weight of rationalisation, which is believing your own bullshit, can lead to adverse outcomes for both you and your people. Simone Biles not only knew herself, but she was mature enough to take appropriate action in the face of that awareness. The second lesson is, don't play one season too many. Now, I did an episode on this a while ago. It was episode 99. You need to know when it's time to go. How many athletes do we see play one season too many? All leaders, no matter how good they are, lose effectiveness over time. People just become familiar with your messages. They know your strengths and weaknesses, and they're confident in what they can and can't get away with. Being mature and selfless enough to realise when you've reached the point of diminishing returns for your team and the organisation is incredibly difficult, but it's best for all involved. 
Lesson number three. Intrinsic motivation will always be stronger. One of the remarkable elements of the Tokyo Olympics was that it played out in stadiums that were largely empty. Without the crowds to cheer on their favourites, we saw plenty of upsets in all sports. Many athletes rely upon the crowd to help them find that little bit extra. To use the old sporting cliche, it often comes down to who wants it more. The ability to perform in all conditions and contexts is the sign of true resilience. But motivation has to come from within. If you're seeking external validation to enable your performance, this can be a curse as much as a blessing. If we think back to Simone Biles, she had to learn the lesson the hard way that you are more than your results. She was quoted as saying, the support I've received has made me realise that I'm more than my accomplishments and more than gymnastics, which I never truly believed before. Now, results are incredibly important if you've ever listened to an episode of this podcast, but if your self-worth relies wholly on external validation, you'll find it incredibly difficult to handle the setbacks and failures that inevitably come your way in business. Adversity brings resilience and insight, which in and of itself is incredibly valuable. Lesson number four, build talent from the ground up. The US women's team performed exceptionally well, winning 66 medals in Tokyo. The year-on-year improvements over the last several Olympics have been exceptional. This success demonstrates what can happen when depth of talent is built at the lowest levels of a sport. Now, the Wall Street Journal attributes this overperformance in part to the federal Title IX law that bars discrimination in schools and colleges, which has seen an explosive growth in women's sport over the last four-plus decades. The lesson is that leaders need to pay close attention to building depth and capability. It's the talent pipeline. We saw this explicitly when superstar Simone Biles pulled out of her gymnastics event, only to make way for Jade Carey, her teammate, to step in and win the gold medal. As a business leader, talent has to be identified, harnessed and developed from the ground up to build depth and capability throughout an organisation. That's why leaders have to learn to manage the talent pipeline, not just rely on one individual who has prodigious talent. Lesson five, teamwork trumps individual brilliance. Despite the incredible talent assembled in the team, the US men's 4 by 100 metre track relay bowed out in round one. In a relay, it's not about who's fastest, but rather how fast the baton moves from the starting gun to the finish line. You can have the four fastest athletes on the planet on the track and in your team, but if you lose even fractions of a second in those crucial baton passes, a well-drilled team with slower athletes will beat you on most days. Sprinting great Carl Lewis said of the team after they crashed out of the event, the passing system is wrong, athletes running the wrong legs, and it was clear that there was no leadership. The leadership lesson? Well, often, even with the most talented people on your team, Unless you have the ability to put all the ingredients together, high performance will elude you. You need to pay attention to how you get the best out of every player, not just your stars. It does remind me of another very old episode I did, episode 40, which was called Building a Balanced Team. Now, in the words of NFL analyst Greg Rosenthal, every season has a different shape. Every game is different. But eventually, you'll need every aspect of the roster to finish the season as champions. Harnessing the latent value that sits undiscovered in your team is difficult, but it's an essential criterion on the road to high performance. Lesson number six, 
the clutch moments count the most. In the women's pole vault, eventual gold medal winner, American Katie Najet, was almost eliminated without recording a height. Her first two attempts at the opening height of 4 metres 50 were unsuccessful. Now think about this, she had one jump remaining to stay in the competition. Imagine the pressure. This was a height that no doubt she's cleared routinely a hundred times in training. But this was the Olympic final, and her four years of preparation came down to just one more trip down the runway. Well, she breathed a visible sigh of relief when she cleared the height on her third and final attempt. Najette went on to clear 4 metres 90 to win the gold. That's almost 16 inches higher than the height she nearly faulted on. Composure like this under pressure is the mark of a true champion. Every leader should aspire to this level of grace under pressure. Finally, lesson number seven. Diversity and inclusion is the Paralympics. Now we talk a lot about the Olympics and we tend to forget about the Paralympics, showcasing the world's best athletes with a disability. Now I'm not highlighting this to make you feel bad. To tell you the truth, I hadn't even thought about the Paralympics until Emma mentioned it to me when we were discussing the episode. The Paralympics is a masterclass in courage and dedication to overcoming obstacles. But how many of us will be glued to our screens when the Paralympics commences next week? Can we even find a broadcast to watch? If you want to see why diversity and inclusion is a good idea, then get onto it. The turning point for interest in the Paralympics seems to have come about 10 years ago, when ex-Olympic gold medalist, member of the House of Lords and corporate executive Sebastian Coe was chairman of the London Organising Committee for the Olympic Games. Now, I had the pleasure of meeting Seb a few years ago over an intimate lunch, and I can tell you that he absolutely has the presence and the level of gravitas that you would expect from someone in his position. But in the lead-up to the Games in 2012, he rarely mentioned the event without referring to the Olympics and the Paralympics in the same breath. And this apparently did wonders for the visibility of that sport. The Paralympics is a vital ground upon which we change people's views on disability. If you want to check this out further, there's a great YouTube video that was produced by the Great Britain Paralympics team in the lead-up to the Rio Games in 2016 called We're the Superhumans. If you don't shed a little tear watching this, I'd be really surprised. It is incredibly inspiring. And as I watched it for the third time, I found myself asking the question, what's my excuse? The athletes on this video have overcome so much adversity to become world-class athletes and have no doubt faced obstacles that we can't even imagine. As leaders, we simply need to be open to the value and impact that could be harnessed by having incredibly capable people with disabilities on our teams. If we're serious about diversity, I mean beyond the statistics in our company's annual report, we all need to think about this a little more deeply. So tying all this up, there's so much we can learn from watching the best athletes in the world go about their day jobs. Grace under pressure, resilience, strategy, talent management, self-awareness, teamwork, and the power of inclusion. Sport is a metaphor for business and for life. That's why sometimes it's good to pause just briefly and see how we might apply the lessons from those humans who are truly at the top of their game. All right, so that brings us to the end of episode 155. Thanks so much for joining us. And remember, at Your CEO Mentor, our purpose is to improve the quality of leaders globally. So please share this episode with another leader who you know is going to enjoy it and benefit from it. 
I'm really looking forward to next week's episode because it's book launch week. So I'll be delving into some of the behind the scenes moments of the journey from inception to publication. Until then, I know you'll take every opportunity you can to be a no bullshit leader. <laughs>